This is the East Idaho PrepCast on IdahoSports.com. That's right. Welcome in another edition of the East Idaho PrepCast on IdahoSports.com. Breaking down District 5 and 6 athletics every week in the state of Idaho. Brandon Bainey joined by our East Idaho resident and expert, Sean Kane. What's up, Sean? You know, there's, you know, spring comes along and there's two things I love and that's NBA playoff basketball and warm weather. I'm enjoying one and a half of those, <laughs> but I do like, uh, I do like, I, you know, I used to follow the NBA like religiously and then I've kind of dropped off, but I do, I do like NBA playoff basketball. So I have not yet enjoyed too much of the warm weather part of that. And leftover Easter candy candy could be in the top three too. So oh, there you go. <laughs> now, boy, there's a lot of different ways I could take this. Okay, we're gonna go off the path a little bit here, and then we'll circle <laughs> back. You know what I'm tired of, absolutely sick of that has to do with the NBA playoffs. Draymond Green. I, I'm like, I'm done with that guy. Like, I just, I don't ever want to see him on my TV ever again. Seriously. They had they had a meme of him, like, you know, with a like he looked like 50 years old, still like pushing someone over on the sidelines or something. They're like, he'll still be playing in 15 years doing this. And I thought, Oh my goodness. I don't know. We, I don't know. He just, sometimes you just gotta, gotta move on. You I know, mean, at least, at least Dennis Rodman did it. And then like owned up to it, I guess is what I think of when it's uh him. It's never really owned up to it, I guess. Yeah. And like, Everyone's like, oh, well, Sabonis, you know, twisted his ankle first. And it's like, well, actually, Draymond started it first because like two quarters earlier, he boxed him out and just sat on him to prevent him from going down the floor the other way on the fast break. Like, I'm so done with this guy. He is the cheapest, dirtiest mf -er. <laughs> This is a family-friendly show. But I don't mean to get so irate, but. Yeah, I mean. I, I liked them early on with Golden State. I thought that was exciting to watch. But like like you said, I'm kind of like, we've read the story. We've seen him lying on the ground doing something. And, you know, it's time to move on. But uh, yeah, I don't think Golden State's even going to get out of there. So <laughs> gosh, I, mean, I hope not. Yeah. I would be real surprised at this point. But yeah, I didn't know that was going to be a hot take for you. But there you go. I I've got two. I've got two more loaded up that have nothing to do with East Idaho sports because that's just the kind of week it is. Number two, the weather. All right, let's let's talk about it. I have been trying to sell my house for legit oh, no. like four months now, right? Like four months, and the like the housing market sucks, right? And we're in a we're in a recession. You're not supposed to say that, but we are. We're in a recession, you know, economically as a country. And we did, we did an open house two weeks ago. And then like two days later, it's, it dumped all that snow, right? It snowed like a foot and a half. We had one GD showing this week. Wow. And what happened? It was yesterday and it was snowing. <laughs> I'm done with this. <laughs> I know we were we, for, you know, as you guys all know, I coached tennis and you know, it was Monday. Couldn't have been a nicer day. We played a match. Um, and then it's, you know, it's Tuesday. We're supposed to go to Blackfoot. Um, and so, and baseball is supposed to go to Shelly and it's a little after lunchtime when we're all waiting and the buses come and the ADs call in and they're like, all right, baseball's going. I'm like, okay. So baseball went and played last night in the hailstorm or whatever. And 
they're like uh well just wait just wait oh no it's snowing in 40 mile an hour winds you're canceled i'm like what the heck and, and the best part of it is i canceled everything right i'm like it's snowing out here at century there's no way we'll be able to practice what or i'm just calling it um and then i drove home after work and it started kind of like pouring snow down i'm like okay I made a good call, but then, I mean, not much later, like five, five o'clock, it was like sunny. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, give me a break. Get, get, get the weather, some Ritalin or something. I don't know. <laughs> the, the showing at my house was literally from two 30 to three 30. And when was the snow Yeah, from like two to four yesterday? <laughs> I'm just done with like that. hail. We, we yeah. at, at century, the national guard had a black Hawk come land on the football field yesterday which was pretty cool how quiet that Blackhawk is flying in. Um, but it started to snow and like hail and, uh, and and they didn't know if they were going to do it or not, but they did. I'm like, it's hailing out. We're not playing tennis today. And oh my goodness, it's been, it's been rough. And what was the occasion for the Blackhawk? Um, I think it's just a national guard kind of recruiting thing. They were stopped. They were coming from Boise, maybe on a training and they um, landed it. And then, they kind of have like a promotion too. You can sign up and for a raffle to get a ride on one or win a wood pellet grill or something. I picked the grill, but um, <laughs> but it, I, you know, I, I was like, oh, they're just landing a helicopter out here. It's not that big a deal. But man, the thing is quiet. Like you didn't hear it until it was on the football field. So it was it was pretty it was a pretty cool experience to just realize how quiet the things are. You know, you hear the one from Portniff from miles away miles right. away and this one you just you didn't hear it until it was just like right over century high school so that was kind of cool thing for the national guard and um their recruiting and stuff and they're they're good sponsors to everything right so it was a pretty cool experience yeah i was wondering if uh the blackhawk was landing in honor of mikey blackhawk the baseball <laughs> coach at century <laughs> uh might we keep asking him to make sure he doesn't light anything on fire right because the blackhawk barbecue thing is lit on fire twice the food truck yes and i don't think he's related to him or he is i can't remember so don't quote me on that but hey mikey don't play with matches i was telling them that yesterday and while we were waiting for the game don't, don't play with matches we don't need anything lighting on fire but um yeah he's a good guy he's he's helped out with football for numerous years and he does the stats for boys basketball and uh he you know kind of a good thing to talk about he's kind of took in the century baseball team and it way different direction than they have been in the past and doing a great job with a really kind of just a bunch of young guys. So, you know, good job by him. And he, you know, he's been around coaching. He knows what he's doing. And um, he's just a, he's a good guy. If you ever get to meet him, he's a really fun guy. And um, I enjoy uh, working with him and I, you know, always go and talk to him too about football and things. He's kind of got an inside track on a lot of this stuff and he's been involved in baseball for forever. So yeah, congrats um, to him. Yes, even during the summer. Okay, my third off-topic uh, tangent, and then we'll get into East Idaho sports because this is what people tune in for. They tune in to hear what I think about things. Uh, I, I heard they turn tune in for my hair, but I've been in a hat the last <laughs> you, few days. You, you've you've had it. You've had a hat on the well last because I I had a stocking hat at practice today, so <laughs> the hair is not it's not in its pristine um, positioning where we're all used to it. So we get the backwards hat. So yeah. there you go. That's what you get. <laughs> all right. Um, okay. Third, third tangent. This has to do with the Easter candy that you brought up. Is it just me or are the Reese's Easter egg chocolates like 10 times more delicious than just a regular Reese's peanut butter cup? 
Um, yes, if you put them in the freezer and then eat them. You ever I'm do good that? with that. Yeah, I, I love putting chocolate in the freezer and then eating it. But that's that's a, I don't know, that's just like a me thing, I guess. My kids like <laughs> it too. But uh, I, I love those, and I love those little chocolate eggs. Uh, the Cadbury's little oh, chocolate yeah. eggs. Like, you can yeah. only get them at Easter, and I don't really like candy, but those are, that's like my probably favorite chocolate candy. And I think, I hope you agree with me on this, but peeps, yeah, right into the garbage. I got no time for peeps. I, that's a, I uh, <laughs> bought some. My son is uh, six. He's going to turn six next week. And um, we were out in spring break and they had Easter stuff all already. And he's like, I want these. I want these. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to buy one package for, you know, I don't even think they could give them away. You know, they're like 99, 70 cents at Walmart. And I'm like, okay, we'll get them. But I go, you got to eat one. Look, this is gross. And I'm like, I know people like putting them in the microwave. I know people people like them when they're like really stale, like open them up and leave them out. And I, yeah, it, candy you you could not make me eat. Peeps, no, no. candy corn at Halloween, another really? seasonal candy I can't stand. And in 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 the poor candy bar, nobody ever wants. It's always in the like ninety nine cent bin at Walmart. The salted nut roll. Oh yeah. <laughs> You know what I'm talking about? It's yeah, like, which is funny because there's like the payday that is kind of similar, and that's not as bad. But there's like an there. I know what you're talking about. There's one that's not great. Yeah, it's, it's always listed for like you know 75 cents or whatever, and three for a like, dollar. <laughs> yeah, nobody wants any part of that. So, all right. <laughs> well, now that I'm all fired up, now let me get into a rant that is actually related to East Idaho sports. You know, we're 10 minutes in, and we're finally getting into East Idaho sports. This is great podcasting. Um. Coaches polls came out today for softball and baseball. They're on the homepage at idahosports.com. What is going on in the 5A coaches poll? How could Thunder Ridge be left out of the poll? How egregious an offense this is. I'm upset about this. As as a neutral, I live in East Idaho, right? But I'm I'm a fairly neutral observer of things statewide. But this is, I'm like, what the heck? All five teams in the top five of the 5A softball poll from Boise. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the the people voting on that, or I mean, it's the coaches poll, right? I mean, <laughs> right. and maybe, I I don't know. I don't know how you can't, I don't know how Thunder Ridge doesn't get a few more votes. Um, just with, you know, they have three phenomenal pitchers. I don't know many teams that go three deep that high, high level. And yeah, kind of just a robbery. Um, I, you know, and, and uh, the one I was going to say was I thought would be kind of a uh, you kind of would scratch your head about would be Pocatello girls, but they moved up to two, which I think is probably a big, pretty good showing um, compared to BK. That's obviously Bishop Kelly has been very dominant in girls softball the last few years, but I would not sleep on that uh, Thunder softball team. They they're really firing on all cylinders and, and you know, they're they haven't lost the game. Yeah. And they're the only team to beat Thunder Ridge. We've talked about that a couple times. I just, I saw that today because, you know, I'm the one that puts the polls together and publishes them on the website. And I saw that and I'm like, what the, what the bleep? What is this? <laughs> like, it, it just ruined my whole day, Sean. It really did. <laughs> so, yeah. And, and I'll be honest, like, I, I don't have, I'm not the expert of, um, you know, the SIC or anything, but it, like, like Kuna and, you know, like, 11 and four they're, they're only five and th three in their conference and they're tied for fourth 
and then you've got Thunder Ridge, you know, that's only lost one game. And uh, yeah, I, I don't know how they don't receive maybe at least they're at least they're not in there over those two teams, Capital and Kuna. Yeah, and and maybe at the end of the year we'll find out the SIC really was that good. And sometimes that happens, but like yeah. to just completely not give a fifteen and one team the nod, like come on, get out of here with that. Like I got no time for that. Uh, all right, softball. As we look at the rest of the coaches' polls, you mentioned Pocatello, very highly represented in the in the four A poll, checking in at number two, just behind Bishop Kelly. I'm no complaints with that. Um, at the three A ranks, you got nada, nothing. Um, I think that's just a lack of games. There still just hasn't been a ton of games uh, at the three A level. Two A, Malad is the top ranked team, deservedly so. They're still undefeated at nine and zero, um, and continuing to pick up more and more games. They went over to the Glens Ferry tournament this past weekend, and actually a lot of teams from East Idaho did North Fremont, West Side. All went over and played there. Um, West Jefferson is tied for third in the poll. West side is number five. So three of the five at the 2A is from East Idaho. Um, and then in the 1A poll, there's nobody from East Idaho that plays 1A softball. So yeah. <laughs> um, besides Thunder Ridge, who is a team that is lurking that we didn't mention in any of these coaches' polls? Do you have one? Um, maybe, you know, maybe like uh, Marsh Valley. <clears throat> I think Marsh Valley is pretty solid. Um, I've, I've heard a lot of good things about that team and they, oh, they did receive votes. Um, their South Fremont received votes. Uh, but you know, I think, I think Marsh Valley, and I think that was the problem before is they didn't have a ton of games under their belts, but I think Marsh Valley is pretty good in three a, um, yeah, that would, that'd be it for me. And then, you know, four a, I think there's a lot of teams in district six that, and they, they've kind of beat up on each other, you know, and they, there's teams that receive votes like Hillcrest, Shelley, Blackfoot. Um, I think Skyline just got a big, a big win over some, uh, a conference opponent um, the other day. So, you know, I think there, you could see a team from district six pop up in that four a um, pull at some point during the season too. Yeah, Hillcrest is leading right now, nine and five overall, four and one in the league. And then you have this glom of Shelley, Blackfoot, Idaho Falls, Skyline. They're all kind of right, right in a line there after that. Uh, I'm, I'm with you. I, I think South Fremont is a team that's lurking. Chris Hammond, great coach up there, uh, and has done a great job with this South Fremont team. The Cougars uh, have, have a really good offensive attack, and they are 10 and four overall. They are 5-0 and in league play, and they've just got hitters up and down the lineup. Natalie Robles and uh, Haley Angel and Shantae Lecheminant and Berkeley Yancey. And, I mean, you could just go on and on and on. And Callie Johnson and Brianne Bailey. And, I mean, just they got a lot of good hitters, a lot of good athletes. Um, and let's not forget, South Fremont, as the seven-seeded state last year, beat Marsh Valley, the two-seed. Yeah. And the Cougars ended up, you know, a top four team at state last year. So I, I think South Fremont's lurking. But Marsh Valley's one in five. They've only played six. Games. Yeah. And they've they've they played a pretty tough schedule. You know, Kimberly twice and Homedale, which is the three A juggernaut. Mm, yeah. They've played Malad. They've played Minico. So I mean, it's hard to tell with with Marsh Valley. They just haven't had a ton of games. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I said. The games are kind of there, but. 
you know, I, I think they're, they're pretty well coached and they'll probably hopefully get some more games in and kind of round out that schedule and, and with conference and, and things like that. So, you know, it's, I think the polls are really benefited by teams that have went and played tournaments, right. Went and tried to get some of those extra games. And that's really kind of made the difference. And cause you only can really paint the picture with what you have in front of you. Yeah, that's uh, spot on. So uh, the baseball coaches polls came out today as well. Uh, nobody ranked in the 5A poll. Um, when you look at, uh, let me let me double check this real quick. Make sure I'm looking at the right poll data here. I don't want to give you the wrong the wrong data. Okay. Uh, in the 5A poll, yeah, there is uh, nobody ranked. Highland was sixth, basically. They were the first team to receive votes. Uh, in the 4A poll, Pocatello four, Bonneville five, uh, Pokey nine and two. The Bs are nine and three. Uh, I feel good about those two. Marsh Valley, still the top team in the 3A poll at 10 and two. Sugar Salem is third. And the Diggers have played basically three tournaments all, you know, in western idaho so getting their games in um 2a ranks firth is still number two and uh 1a poll there's nobody um because there's nobody played who is a team that i did not list there that you have your eye on sean oh man uh for for baseball um again in 5a you know it's pretty tough but you know, 4A, I, I, again, I, I look towards District 6. I, I could see Blackfoot and also Skyline um, pretty, pretty good. And then, you know, a team that is still kind of in the back of my mind is Idaho Falls is always a really good baseball team in 4A. In uh, 3A, um, yeah, there's not really anything that comes to mind. Um Two A, maybe North Fremont or your favorite team, Chalice Mackey. <laughs> yeah, I, lo- I I love the River Cats. Um, yeah, and the River Cats, you know, they they always seem to have pretty like one of the hardest schedules, right? They've got to go and just play lots of variety and different teams. So I think you know whatever their their record is, it's not as as important as long as they're playing well at the end because I think they'll be battle tested um yeah those those would be mine <laughs> yeah i like it i i feel good about that um let's see if I'm i did pick... i did find it interesting though that pocatello thunder and sugar salem played saturday and pocatello won seven to one i thought that was kind of a big kind of highlighted game I, you know they're different divisions but two really really young good teams um with a lot lot of upside so i thought that was a pretty good game for the thunder to come out with a win at hollowell park seven to one yeah and that game was kind of picked up on the fly wasn't on the original schedule both teams had openings in their schedule and they said basically uh yeah let's let's get together and do this thing um a team that i think people are sleeping on a little bit i think is rigby um you look at this trojans team and they're seven and six overall but they're five and two in high country conference play that puts them in in first place for the time being uh aaron archibald has been playing really well peyton klingler um they've got uh jack budrero you know they've got a lot of seniors on the team this year um and they're kind of gearing up i think for for a possible postseason run so rigby maybe is a team to 
to keep an, an eye on as well. Yeah, and, and then Rigby played at that you know tournament and, and and lost to some pretty good teams, you know, like Middleton, Skyview, or some teams that are have been playing well. And uh, yeah, I mean, Rigby's got a they've got an interest. If you look at their you know their record and their schedule, they've kind of got an interesting. Um, you know, they lost to Thunder Ridge six to three, but then beat Thunder Ridge seven to or fifteen to seven. So, and then they beat Thunder Ridge again um 11 to 9 so and they've beaten highland twice and lost him once so they've got they've got they've got some wins they've got some losses right they've Mm -hmm. they've they've went back and forth and we've talked about the teams that can find a way to win i think it's important to look when you win that second time you know maybe you've made those adjustments and and found what works as as the struggle to start the season has been for uh any spring sport yeah, a lot of stop and starts in East Idaho for sure. Um, all right, well, we've got some big events coming up, weather permitting in in East Idaho this weekend, specifically in District Five. Uh, Sean, big tennis competition coming up. Uh, yeah, we've got the Gate City Invite here in Pocatello. It's it's going to feature eight teams: Century, Highland, Pocatello, obviously uh rigby skyline hillcrest idaho falls i think did i name eight schools <laughs> um yeah list those off again okay, okay we got century pocatello highland skyline i forgot blackfoot rigby hillcrest idaho falls okay so uh most of the district five and six five a four a's uh-huh and we used um we did it two years ago and we did 16 teams and we've done it and we've done it where we've had actually a team from utah come um just do the weather and stuff we downsized it this year but it'll be nice to get a little tournament action in if we can um and uh, highland hosts that and it'll be good we'll be using all the courts around town and um, we do a pod play so you have a pod of four you know four people in your pod you can play that out top two go to a championship bracket bottom to go to a constellation bracket and play it out saturday um so it's just a really good opportunity to get a lot of matches um you know a lot of kind of people in your district or in your area and um you know it helps with that ranking and just getting some matches in really and for me personally i just like the tournament um feel of it better than because dual matches it's it's not like state tournament at all you know you're there with your team you play one match you're done um, you know, and then when you get to a tournament or state, you're just in your division, um, and that's it. So that's that's why I like the tournament um, play a little better. It gives you a little more of that state vibe. So that will be a great um, event happening this weekend in, in Pocatello, hosting a tennis tournament. Uh, yeah, and then you'll play through the weather, right? It'll be. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll just have to see. You know, at some point they have to make decisions you know with buses and stuff and um yeah tennis is a tough one we can't really play if it's wet and so it'll be it'll yeah it'll just be i don't know down to the wire because friday's weather's not looking amazing at this point right Right. um and and obviously it's not your decision alone right no to the other coaches as well so yeah what happens a lot of times is that you know, they'll kind of say, well, we need to know by this time or make a decision or, um, or maybe they'll be willing just to come and see and what, what will happen. But since we don't really have indoor 
opportunity to supplement that it'll be you know it'll, they'll probably try to make it the day before and um what's what's best and the nice thing about highland doesn't do it as a fundraiser or to make money they just ask you know to bring balls and they just want kids to get a ton of different matches and i really like that aspect of it that it's not a fundraiser for the school it's not it's not something like that it's just to get you know the players in east idaho um matches yeah, because that's really what it's about. It's not about, uh, you know, the, the balls is still during the pandemic. I know it was like like everything. It was hard to get tennis balls. Are you still running into that? Um, you know, I had I had some inside sources at a local warehouse supplier, <laughs> Costco, um, and they didn't have them in the store, but we found out you could order them and. So I ordered a bunch, and then I also told Mike Frederico at the IHSA about it, and he emailed all the tennis coaches that you could buy them. So I actually helped everyone. I just can we put that somewhere? I was nice, <laughs> <laughs> right? But uh, um, yeah, but it was, yeah, it was difficult last year. I didn't even know if I was going to be able to get enough because um, places were like you can only order this much and this and that and. It was a little rough, but it seems to be a lot better now. The prices went up a lot on everything. So, right, like string, like the tennis string I, I I like to use, like doubled in cost from one year to another. So, gotcha. Well, if you've got the inside connection at Costco, you got to get me the hookup on those cheese puffs. I took a like... picture and sent it to you. <laughs> I know, I saw that. <laughs> another side tangent here. Uh, there's these organic cheese puffs uh at costco they're called annie's you know cheese puffs or whatever and uh we both love them uh and then costco like they do they take stuff away all the time and they didn't have it for like six months and then i was driving over for state basketball i stopped at the costco in twin falls to get gas and then i was like yeah i'll, I'll go in and get a hot dog it's a real cheap lunch right um but while i was in there i saw that they had those cheese puffs and so i was like oh my gosh Twin Falls has it and Pokey doesn't like, and I bought like 10 bags, right? Legit. <laughs> like I went overboard and, and then we came back to Pokey and you made a discovery. And then, you know what I did also learn if there's some, an item that you want Costco to have, you can um, call the manager or whatever. And if enough people call and ask for it, they'll get it back in. So they're very, they're very, they like to do those things. If they know people want it, you just have to let them know. Okay. So good to know. All right. Uh, I'll tuck that <laughs> one away. Um, okay. Last thing we got to get to before we get out of here. This was a real light show that we, we kind of went all over the place. Uh, okay. Coming up on Friday, one of the biggest track meets of the year. You know, there's obviously Tiger Grizz, and that's kind of the gold standard. But um, for a lot of Idaho smaller schools, the direct com invitational on Friday is going to be a huge track meet. There's going to be 36 schools, 5A all the way down to 1A from as far north as Ledor, as far south as Bear Lake. I mean, that's right there on the border and as far west as Nampa Christian. So Nampa Christian's coming over. Melba's coming over. Bora is coming over to compete in this. Um, it's going to be at Davis Field on the campus of Idaho State University in Pocatello. Beautiful facilities. They had it there for the first time, I think, two years ago. They had it last year. It was an absolute downpour. Not a great day for a track meet. 
this year the weather should be a little better at least. Um, but this is going to be a big deal. And for the second year in a row, we're going to be broadcasting it for you on idahosports.com. So a little live track and field action. It starts Friday at 10 a.m. And this is the one, right, where all the divisions compete against each other. Yeah, that's yeah, that's really one. So you could have a, you know, one A versus a five A all in the same. It's that makes it really fun and really hammers out who is the best, right? I I was, it's cool when you see like oh Sugar Salem so and so won the competition and you know all these other big schools are there. So that's yes. what I always like to see in that um, um that track meet. So here's the official field. Uh, for your five A schools, there's four of them. There's uh, Highland, Rigby, Thunder Ridge, and then Bora is coming over from Boise. Four Class 4A teams, all from East Idaho, Blackfoot, Century, Pocatello, Preston. Uh, at the 3A level, there's four teams coming, all from East Idaho, American Falls, Marsh Valley, Snake River, Sugar Salem. At the 2A level, this is where you really, a lot of 2As, 1As. 2A from East Idaho, Aberdeen, Bear Lake, Firth, Malad, North Fremont, Ryrie, Soda Springs, and Westside, plus Melba and Napa Christian from, wow. the, from the West. And then the 1A level for East Idaho, you have Butte County, Chalice, Grace, Ledore, Mackey, North Gem, Ra uh, Rockland, Showban, and Water Springs. And then a bunch of teams are coming over from District 4, uh, Cary, Oakley, Murtaugh, raft river and valley so it's going to be a pretty good mix yeah it's it's you've got a little bit of everything what i always like about the for those big track meets is you get to see everyone's tent like everyone's <laughs> got their elaborate tents right i'm waiting to see right. the tent that has the built-in barbecue or already ready to go you know but everyone's got these you know you think of a little pop-up shade thing you know you have for your backyard these track teams have these like Glass or not glass windows, but a plastic front so they can be inside and be still be shut and watch. And I don't know, big screen TVs, I, you know, they're playing, they're watching Netflix. I don't know, but I always like to see all those elaborate um, tents they have. Yes. Um, okay. A couple of events to keep an eye on. And, and it all, it all starts at 10 AM. Uh, the track and field events start at the same time. It'll start with the girls 3,200 meter run. Uh, the first field event will be the girls triple jump. And then the meet will end Sean with one of my favorites, because this is an unofficial event. It's only, you know, it's not at every track meet. It's going to be the four by 100 meter throwers relay. It's for the throwers only. <laughs> That'll be interesting. Now, who, who you got in that one? <laughs> I, right. I, I I don't know. I wouldn't bet against Highland on the girls' that's, side. They that's what I've got. Athletes. Yeah, that's what I was kind of thinking too. I was thinking Highland might be on the girls' side might be a pretty fast running as well. So it it was pretty funny last year. Uh, they did this, and Century was in it, and you know, Brew and Fleischman's like the anchor because he throws, but he's also just a you know freak athlete. So he's <laughs> kind of an imposter there in the throwers' relay, but. And he's only gotten bigger since, so right. Yeah, he's huge now. It's unreal. So hopefully he'll get to play a little bit this year. That'll be interesting to see. Yeah, that'll be pretty exciting for sure. Um, so a couple of events that I'm pretty excited to watch. I'm excited to watch the girls uh shot put in discus because you've got um Ruby Jordan from Highland, right? Who's got the top shot put throw in the state. 
Um, but Boris bringing a girl over, uh, Maddie Romberg is her name. And I think she could push Ruby in, in those throwing events. And then Jordan Kern from American Falls, also very quietly having a good season in the throwing events. Um, I think another fun event is going to be the 200 because you've got some really fast athletes from Melba, you know, Maya Young, Kendall Clark. Uh, you've got Tambry Bell from Highland and then Yanetti Garbett from Soda Springs. She's really dynamic, especially in the two and the four. Um, so those are a couple on the girls side that I think could be fun events. Um, on the boys side, uh, the event I'm most excited to see is the high jump. Uh, Christian, oh, yeah. Christian Bush of Bear Lake won the high jump at last year's direct com invite by clearing. Uh, I believe it was six foot three. He's cleared six foot two this year, but he's going to be going up against Seth Hall from Aberdeen, who has cleared six foot eight this year. Oh, that's big. That's big league high jumping. Wow. That's, that's yeah, that's it might not be that much of a competition. Jeez, <laughs> that's high. Yeah, I'm I'm really excited to see, um, you know, Christian Bush, Seth Hall go at it from Bear Lake and Aberdeen and then Teague Matthews from Rockland. I think also has the potential and the high jump to, to put on a good performance. Um, and then, you know, I'm excited to watch uh, McCoy Richardson from Melba. He is a dynamic long jumper and hurdler. I think it'll be fun to really watch him. Um, and then some sprinters to keep an eye on from East Idaho. Cor Corbridge Bastion from Marsh Valley's had a really nice season in the sprints, um, as has, you know, Sugar Salem's got their usual, you know, uh, Porter Holt and Ty Herlinger and, you know, just a great, uh, contingent of athletes there. So, uh, yeah, I think it's going to be pretty good competition. 10 a.m. Friday on IdahoSports.com. We'll be there all day long. It's going to be me and Paul Kingsbury and Logan Green, the best of the best, Sean. Well, I mean, I'm not there, but. <laughs> hey, hey, if you want to sneak out of school early, I don't know what you're. I'll be at a tennis tournament. Oh, that's right. Your, <laughs> yeah. your tournament starts on Friday, right? They expect me to be there, I guess, you know, to coach. <laughs> You or, know, do, should, or do something i guess i don't know <laughs> we should we should swap roles and see if anybody notices you go broadcast the track meet and i'll coach i'll it's, coach your team into the ground <laughs> i'm i mean i don't know uh but uh no it's it's, it's kind of funny people always think like you as a coach you kind of think oh, i don't think anyone notices but like if i wear different shoes the kids are like oh coach's got different shoes on to, you know it's like they notice mm. everything so yeah they, Kids they, are perceptive. They yeah. probably notice. So <laughs> I did. Uh, I have we we played Highland the other day, and I had two assistant coaches were um, feeding the balls, warming up, and I went around to every player and kind of gave them a high five, fist bump, and you know, like you know, let's let's get it today. And I didn't think of anything of it, um, but my mom. Um, came to the match with my kids and my mom goes the kids just couldn't stop talking about how you high-fived all of them i'm like i didn't even think of it anything of it so but um yeah it's kind of cool it's a cool thing to be a coach and have those opportunities and man that that track meet should just be uh, very dynamic and uh, just phenomenal i just love seeing the different schools compete like the different divisions i think that's always just really fun yeah, it's going to be uh, a lot of fun. 36 schools in total will be competing. Rockland is the official host of the event. You know, they've they had it for years and years over in American Falls, I believe. Um, and then, you know, Davis Field got the new facelift at ISU. And they're like, hey, let's go use the really nice facility. Let's do it. Yeah. So. 36 teams. You can 
you can pony up, pony up a little money there. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. You can, yeah, you can afford to upgrade for sure. Yeah. So, all right. So again, that'll be Friday, 10 a.m. on idahosports.com. Uh, all right, Sean. Well, good luck uh, at the tennis at the Gate City Invite uh, this weekend. I'll be working on my tan. Hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> no, it'll be good. You know, we just need matches and, um, We'll have this one this weekend, and then next weekend we'll go to a Boise. We're back into the Capital Invite, which is 36 teams from across Idaho and some from um, Oregon, Washington, usually too. So we're back in that. It took us a couple years um, after COVID and that, those changes, but we're back in that. I'm really excited for that and uh, uh, to get that opportunity, and that we'll we'll know where we stand at the end of the, in the next couple of weeks for sure. For sure. Um, we were getting close to wrapping this thing up, but then I, I thought of two things. Uh-oh. Sorry. Final thoughts and can my, turn to the side. <laughs> yeah, right. Final thoughts. Uh my my ADD is really kicking in. It's been a long day. Uh okay. Uh you had talked about uh in tennis, you have to get 10 matches in, right, to be seated at state. And a lot of teams weren't gonna hit that mark. Where are we at with that? Are you guys gonna be able to still have your athletes seated? Yeah. Um, oh man. Put me on the spot. Uh, <laughs> someone you... someone wrote an official letter to like Ty Jones at the IHSA mm-hmm. to like I don't know that P- petition for it. Well, just to say it, it shouldn't be a deciding factor if if it push comes to shove, and so that's that's already been sent. So they're aware of that, and so I don't think that will play a huge a huge role in things. It it shouldn't be. You know, say we have, you know, we're trying to seed and we shouldn't go, oh, they can't seed them. They don't have 10 matches, even though they're the best or the second best or whatever that. So that should be should be taken care of. I'm not in charge of those things, but I, that's been put out there. I mean, because I think I've even got more matches in than, say, like the Idaho Falls area. I think they were even farther behind um, in trying to get those matches in. So i th- I think they've they petitioned and and or whatever there's a official memo or whatever that's been sent by one of the ads it might have been skylines ad who sent that out for the area but uh i th- i think that's taken care of but we should be able to get to, if we get to do these two tournaments we'll be fine so but some teams don't have that luxury you know some teams like didn't even get 10 matches last year so you know that's it's a hard slating we won't we won't get into that but you know the Boise always gets, you know, like 18 matches where we're like at 12. And that, I mean, yeah, I don't know if you were a football team and you only got to play half as many games as another team, I, you know, there might be some uproaring at those meetings, but it's all right. We'll quietly just do our best. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, you know, I'm thinking of like in district four too, with like uh, the Sun Valley community school and, oh, yeah, Wood they, and Wood River, which traditionally have pretty strong tennis programs. They, they haven't even been able to go outside. No, uh, I'm friends with one of their assistant coaches and he's always, he just posted some stuff on Instagram of like it pouring down snow and they do, they do have a couple inside facilities. So they do get a, get a play. And it's funny, you know, they just drive one hour and it's nice in twin falls, <laughs> you know, so they've been able to get some matches in. Um, I don't think they've gotten any at home at this point, but yeah, the, again, they will be, they will be a strong team this year as well too. But uh, yeah, it's tough. It's tough. You don't want to have to travel everywhere to play either too sometimes it's nice to just wake out of your own bed and go home to your own bed early <laughs> yeah because wood river is not close to anything so no that's except sun valley community school but um okay uh last thing 
Speaking of the IHSAA, it's been kind of talked about now recently. There's a new law coming into effect. The Idaho State Legislature passed this law. It goes into effect this summer um, that basically says every public school in Idaho will be open enrollment. Now, I think like something like 60% of the high schools already have open enrollment. And that used to be a thing in Pocatello, right? Open enrollment. Yeah. I mean, the state, I mean, it's nothing new. The state law says when it is a parent, you get to decide where your kid goes. Now, districts make different rules and caveats like busing, right? So boundaries has to do with a lot with busing. If you can't transport your kid, they have to ride the bus. They got to go to their in-boundary school um, and things like that. So, yeah, um, yeah, there was no, but there was no boundaries or no, thing before it was just open enrollment in Pocatello um but yeah I know that's a, been a big discussion with all the coaches and they're talking and then even a new article came out about levies and stuff if people all these people decide to go to another school you know where does that money go right you know you, you could just have these big migrations and I know their districts and the IHSA are going to have to work to kind of navigate through this you know state law because you can't just go you know, they, they could say something, right? We, we are going to do this. But if you had a lawyer, they would just go, it's the state law. It's hard to argue, you know, on the law. You have to, you know, and, and the big caveat in the Pocatello School District was enrollment size. So they would say you can't transfer because they're full. And I believe that is the one stipulation that has been put in place that like if you are at your max facility wise, then you can kind of cap it. But um, obviously what people are worried about is it turning into the portal, right? The yeah. transfer portal that happens in college athletics where a kid starts at school A, not happy with his playing time two weeks into the season. Now I'm going to transfer to school B, which is 10 miles away, and I'm going to petition to play right away. And the IHSA currently says, well, unless you actually like bona, f- it was a bona fide move or a really legitimate reason for you to switch schools. Um, you know, you're not going to be able to play right away. And now basically it's my school, my choice, and I can go wherever I want, whenever I want. And it's going to be, I, I hate to think this, but I think lawyers will probably get lawyers already get involved on a lot of these petitions. Yeah. You know, and, and talking to some, some ADs and stuff, you know, it came that the the state had gotten sick of hearing about all this, you know, transfer and lawyers. And so I know that was a big part of it. Um, you know, one thing that was presented to me by an AD was kind of interesting. If you're in a trimester system and this, it goes the way it goes, you know, like in Pocatello, we do trimesters. So you could like, you know, start at Highland, go to Pokey and at Century in three trimesters. Isn't that, that'd be crazy to me to be at three different schools. Um, you know, yeah, so that it could happen, um, maybe with, with this legislation, but yeah, I, I, I don't, I'm glad I don't work in Boise sometimes because they're going to have to navigate this because essentially, you know, districts, you know, districts can be in charge of it, you know, and the district can say something. And then if the, you know, kind of what's happened, if the district says no, then they go to the IHSA and then. You know, the ISA doesn't want to step over what a district says. And so now they're going to, I mean, hopefully it opens doors for everyone to work a little better 
and be more on the same page is like i guess i want to take a positive thing on this maybe they'll come up with a more unified way um everyone will be on the same page and then you also get that that stoppage of kids just moving too because or i you know i don't know what i i you know but maybe if it's just kind of a unified thing and you know what you get and and the i just say in districts work better together maybe maybe you come up with something better than what we have maybe yes and right now people are asking well what's what's the ihsa gonna do like what what and the answer is we don't know yet <laughs> we're all kind of processing this in real time you know they're gonna talk about it at their june meeting um and i, I think they should take some time and, and try to come up with a game plan as best as they can because i really i really don't want that governing ability taken away from the IHSA aides they serve a very important role and i don't want to see that go away and it was and it was and it's and it's very interesting too with the possibility of the new classification numbers right right and so and so what someone told me um another uh, administrator told me is now they're going to have to really like track those numbers of kids like they're going to have to come up with a very more you know because the schools just like self-report their numbers and now you know people can go wherever they want and those classification sizes changes you've just opened a whole nother bag of of worms there of how do they report this how do you yeah they don't have that many kids or they have that many kids and man i i see a lot of problems in that that scenario as well yeah, so maybe in June we can circle back to this topic and explore it a little more. But right now we're kind of treading on new ground, and I'm not, I'm not sure how this is going to go. But I, I, I hope it goes a certain way and not another. Just as somebody who enjoys the, well, we'll have, we'll have something to talk about either way. Right. <laughs> I, I, I do think that you know parents should be able to choose the school they want their child to go to. I, I do agree with that because some you know some schools academically offer different things that you just can't get at other schools, right? Like for example, this school might have a really you know awesome science the, the department and really good science teachers, and that's what your kid's really into. Okay, go to that school. That's fine. Or maybe this school has a better mathematics program, um, but when it's purely athletics i mean unless it's a really good reason i'm i'm kind of old school it's like stick it out and um you know stick it out with your current team and and try to make the best of that situation because because when you get into the workforce you're not going to be able to just quit your job and go to a do you're not going to be able to job hop every time you're unhappy you got to figure it out and make it work yeah i mean exactly you know i've there's a, one of my players left the week before spring break, didn't tell anyone, missed a week of practice and stuff, didn't tell anyone, shows up after spring break. And I'm like, if, if you just didn't go to work for a week, do you think you'd have a job? And he's like, no. And, you know, it's kind of like that. And, and you know, in high school sports, um, obviously winning and having those moments is something you, you'll keep with you forever. But being with your friends and teammates and doing whatever you're doing, you know, messing around on the bus and eating out and spilling milkshakes and making me mad. And those things, those are the things that you take with you. Yeah. Some wins and losses you'll take with you and talk with your buddies, but those experience and friendships, that's really the most important. And when you start doing stuff like that, you muddle that, you muddle that experience, you muddle the friendships. Um, You know, you people are, you know, you could, I've been on, bad teams as a kid but 
you know, we're still all friends with all those people who could care less about those, the scores and stuff, because your friendships and learning how to be, you know, a productive, responsible person and, and knowing how that works makes you just life so much better. Um, you know, I have kids, tennis players that have, you know, they did really well in, in tennis and that was great, but now they're like doctors and I don't know, there's nothing cooler than, you know, Oh, Doctor So and So, and they're like coach, and and like th- those are the things you'll those are the things that are cool. So, yeah. um, you know that kind of muddles it in the in my mind when you're starting to move just for sports and things like that. Yeah, so I hope I hope that's the exception, not the rule. And again, this is all kind of new territory for us, and we'll we'll see how it goes. But uh, we'll we'll circle back to it on uh, in June. But this is kind of on the periphery now, and people are talking about it. So, you know, we we need to talk about it as well. So, all right. Well, now, you know, 20 minutes later, good luck this weekend, Sean. <laughs> Thank you. We'll, yeah. we'll do our best. I, I'm, I'm excited. I, I love opportunities. Give me an opportunity and we'll all make something of it. That's, that's kind of what I, I look forward to. Yeah. hundred percent. All right. Well, for Sean Kane, I'm Brandon Maney. Thanks for sticking with us, everyone on the East Idaho prep cast. We'll see you next time on IdahoSports.com.